That shit is crazy, yo. My quick team up. Quick them. Quick them. The quick them. Quick them. <laughs> Sounds medical. It does. It if really you does. suffer from quick them, please consult with your doctor. We had to do a quick failed procedure recordings. on him. <laughs> quick them. A quick them removal. <laughs> a quick them removal. Quick them That shit out of there. Does that then mean you have slow time only? <laughs> slow them. Yeah, slow them. <laughs> Your balance is gone, but it's not quick, so you're doing better. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't either. Maybe it's sexually related. Like, Probably. suffering from quicktum? Wife unsatisfied? Like... <laughs> yep. I feel like half <laughs> our diseases <laughs> are. Some slow them. <laughs> Calm things down in there. That's right. Welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are covering the second section of Kindred by Octavia Butler, which started at The Fight and ended when the book was over for those reading along. Again, this episode is running long, so super quick notes. Heads up that this section, again, and maybe even more so than the first, discusses topics of rape, violence, and racism, so take whatever precautions you need. Favorite listeners? Your code word for this season is Ballpoint Miracle. If you know, you know. All right, let's get back into my discussion with the Chris's already in progress. It's pretty good. I was just bummed the, the ice cream the ice cream kiosk wasn't up when we went to Sheets that one time. Yeah, most of the time they're not. They've been down since COVID. and A lot of them didn't reopen, and when they do, they break down a lot. So Fucking COVID. Man. We don't have anything like this around here. I know. The closest is Quick Trip, and that was my go-to before. And then I came down here and discovered that Quick Trip is shortchanging everybody. They could be offering so much more. It's like bottom tier. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than a regular gas station, still. But If you go go a little further north, you got Casey's. Yeah. And Casey's has, like, good pizza and, like, different, uh, like, hot food, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was disappointed to know how much Quick Trip was depriving me by not offering so some actual yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you go even further north, you get Come and Go. I remember Come and, and Go's. Those aren't good except for the name is funny, so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. I used to go to those sometimes going back and forth between Truman and Home. That's right. So. That's, that's when you'd do it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh. I feel like there's something else I was going to tell you guys, but I've lost it. Well, I was going to say, speaking of coming home, how about that Dana and her time travels? <laughs> oh my god. So, Wait a minute, did you just try to do a segue? I did, a little wow, bit. Wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I appreciate the effort. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, I have to practice. I'm, I'm not out here doing that. So. <laughs> you know. This is like, I need to get on with this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. You're making me hungry, and I get need to talk cracking. about this book first. I know. I'm like, hmm, I could go to Sheets later. Yeah, we 
get some tater tots. Yeah, I don't know. We have to go see that Antman later on today. So, oh hey, let me know how that is. I would like to see Antman. I will. I'm. Uh, I don't also know. have Marvel fatigue, so it gets hard. Sometimes. I'm expecting to be like, all right, yeah, that was yeah. a movie. I'm hoping the visuals will be good, and it's got that Kane guy in it from the Loki show. Yeah. So, that'll be fun, I think. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I didn't go see Wakanda forever in theaters. We haven't even watched it yet since it's been available, I just can't ever find the time. Yeah. And and I want to see it, but I'm just like, I was talking to my friend Alex, I just have Marvel fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still like their movies, they are enjoyable flicks, but I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Each time a new one comes out, I'm like, this... Yeah, I'm like, this isn't unique. It was better when it was, like, two per year. Right. Then it's something I could get excited about. Right. But I'm just like, man, I'll just wait for it to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I so. liked Wakanda Forever. We saw that in the movie theater. I didn't like it as much as the first Black Panther, but... That's the general consensus to, like, got. Rewrite People the liked thing. it, but... Yeah. You can it doesn't give them compare, for that, but, but... How could it without Chadwick Boseman? Like, there's no way it could really... And it shouldn't. I don't think it should try to right. equal that or... Mar- or just, or go past, you know, it should just be what it is. Right. So. Right. Uh, and just a quick side note, because we just watched the first episode with our donuts this morning. Mm-hmm. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Seems like it'll Sounds be interesting. Good. It's a cartoon yeah. they got on okay. Disney Plus, and I guess. We'll have to Disney check it channel. out. Mm-hmm. Yep. A, a lady and her uh, dinosaur defending the Lower East Side of New York City. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? So we were watching that. I can't remember that's on Netflix though, whatever, and Puppycat. I can't oh, remember the girl's Puppy name. Cat? Yeah. Yeah. That's just so fucking trippy. I'm like, oh, whatever. Is it good? <laughs> I think so, but it's really weird. Netflix really wants me to watch it, but I haven't done yeah, it. Yeah, you should. It's not bad. It's just extremely odd, but it works. Yeah. yeah. You know, cool. it fits in that I'm 40 and I like really weird shit. <laughs> so what can you do? <laughs> but Puppycat is like the first American. Whatever, I can't remember what Hatsune Vocaloid. That's it. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. The first American Vocaloid does Puppycat. So. So it's like Hatsune Miku as a cartoon? Except not that Except one. she's Different not a Vocaloid. person. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She's a puppycat <laughs> that does interdimensional shit with. Is Puppycat like Cat Dog <laughs> before it gets big? Like No, it's just this little dog bean cat thing. Yeah. So, okay. how it should be. Not like Cat Dog. No, okay. Well, we're like, let's get to business and talk about Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yep, yep, exactly. That's how an it effective goes. segue. That's how we do it. I'm yeah. just in here like, I finished this book ten minutes before we were Fucking supposed to meet. <laughs> professionals that we are. Yeah, I gotta and I'm like, this was amazing. This wasn't on our uh, pre-meeting plan, like... <laughs> but i'm sitting here thinking i'm like this. it's Wait, what kind the fuck of a... are these things you're talking about <laughs> i don't know i just hear about it on the radio sometimes are we supposed yeah. to be doing something before we <laughs> preparing um, no that's not are we, we we're not supposed to like have notes and well you have notes i guess you have i have notes, notes. that's just because i can't remember notes. shit i i do so that's what i yeah. Maybe not a specific yeah. thing, but my brain is good at picking, remembering the overall stuff. Is if I read it, right? So, yeah, right. But right. like, I've just been I've just been going like, wow, this was really good. Yeah, just fits like, into that whole like, I need more Octavia Butler in my life. Yeah, and like, yeah. I'm like, even uh, though she's known now, like people know of her and she's okay popular. I'm like, we've all been missing out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like in the wider culture, we've all been missing out. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, at the risk of influencing the conversation, like I fucking love this book. It's so good. Like, I, so I, good. Uh, yeah, just perfect. Yeah, and like, it's, it's, like, like it's kind of fitting we're finishing up reading it in Black History Month, right? Like, so uh, I was like, this seems appropriate somehow. Like my mom read it too, and she actually finished before me, but I was talking to her about it last weekend. Mm-hmm. And like, just the way that she's able to do so much characterizing of. The people yeah. in, there. in so little, like just little snips of dialogue, or right. you know, just little small actions that you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of shitty. Why did they do that? Or, mm-hmm. or yep. whatever. And it's just yep. so economical and matter of fact. And like other books, yeah, have been like taking pages and chapters of talking about all the stuff going on on the plantation, where she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then four months went by and this happened, and you still get all the same character yeah. development. Right. And everything like, it was just really great. Mm-hmm. Her her characterization is just so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's it's the kind of thing that editors tell authors to do. Mm-hmm. You right. know that like not every author actually can do. Right. right. But yeah, it's like make make a character so strong that people can tell who it is without you actually naming them mm-hmm. right you know right yeah exactly and like uh especially with rufus like just the way she kind of played with that whole like a very realistic abusive relationship you know like yeah someone who will like slap you in the face and then be sorry about it later and like make it mm-hmm. up and like you know next time that won't happen like, like yeah, yeah okay, until you yeah, get a will. little bit angry and flap the handle again and yeah yeah so like uh i feel like in the first part of it i was kind of like well he seems like he sort of likes her and is generally okay but has to just right deal with being a part of that time which right i think he is doing a little bit but also he's he is fucking like sociopathic and like does not give yeah. a shit like well they talk what about I have to it. do like and she worries about it the whole time like he's gonna keep growing up and be an adult in this system right. and it's right. gonna change him and no matter how what he thinks now or whether he likes us or not, that won't matter. And it turned out to be true. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. the system is just so it wraps itself around everybody so much and permeates through everything, which it did. Like they Right. Rufus didn't really have a chance, especially in that time period, not to grow up and become that guy that he did. Yeah. Like, because yeah. Dana tried. She tried to like encourage that in him in the time she was there to not be like his dad and not and he didn't do quite the same shit, but he had his own tendencies that were right. there to begin with and right you couldn't avoid them and that comes out super clear like you're like well fuck yeah you know well, yeah and i i can't remember i can't remember if we talked about it in relation to this or not um but i remember um when we were talking about uh in order to live mm-hmm. um oh yeah about how about how she like uh what she like was 14 or something before she thought you know maybe kim jong-un doesn't control the weather right right <laughs> right yeah like and it wasn't until she was like in school for a couple of years reading yeah. stuff that she's like wait a minute mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and thinking about it in relation to this book how uh how easy it is for somebody to 
stay in slavery once they're there. Right. Yeah. Like like part of it is, you know, the the fear of the unknown, obviously. Part of it is the fear of like the very known. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, which uh-huh. there's a ton to fear in the very known. Yeah. But part of it is also this this mindset, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is just impossible to get out of. Yeah. True. Very true. And not having like the modern conveniences, like I'm going to run away, and so I'll just get in a car and drive. Like, yeah, right. you have to go. You literally have to go on foot from someone yeah. who's going to follow you on horseback, like the next day. But... Right, with hounds and everything. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's amazing that people did get away. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Like. Um, and it seems like it's always more the people who lived on the periphery, like in Maryland, yeah. Virginia. It was a lot easier to get to a free state than if you were in Mississippi. Yeah. So. Right. And like uh, getting back to like her whole characterization thing, like I really liked how she uh, did a good job of showing how like the modern people, like Kevin or Dana, were like. Yeah, I can't believe like how like this lady's like a mammy or like a. You know, like an Aunt Tom, basically. That, mm-hmm. That's stupid. And then a couple of chapters later, she's doing the exact same thing. So like, yeah. yeah. In order to protect the kids from, like, getting a whipping or whatever. So Yeah, that's just it. You like, adapt and fit in to avoid yeah. pain yeah. and violence. So, right. Help whether you want to do it or like, not. Why would they do that anyway? Oh, okay, I get it now. Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is, like, really kind of crazy looking at... Um, looking at the arc of of this book you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. starting starting with this like cool and confident young black woman and how Mm -hmm. she's like just fucking torn down yeah over the course of it right yeah like that's true like how how many times in the latter half of the book she calls herself a hypocrite (laughs) right like for telling somebody else like like you know no you shouldn't put up with this or whatever like you shouldn't what take you gonna... this you should you know yeah. be free or whatever and then like having to make the same decision herself and right. not being right. able to make the difficult choice right right because yeah. I feel like that comes out especially in the end like talking about like when she was when she was sent to the field yeah. for that yeah. day like she's like I wanted to kill this guy yeah. But he was so much bigger than me, and, like, even if he wasn't, like, bodybuilder size, he was so much stronger. Yeah. She's like, there's nothing I could really do. Like, I could stab him, and then he'd just pull it out and stab me. Yeah. <laughs> like, re- like having that realization sink in that she had no alternative. Right. Yeah. Whether she yeah. wanted to mentally or not, like, you couldn't literally right. do anything about it. And your choice is survive that or die. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I feel like we talked about this before, but, like... Uh, the, as part of like her main idea is like, well, if I was back there, I would have just done it different. Like I would just stood up and took that whip and smacked him back. Like don't whip me, and then it's a nice thought. Just being like, then you got to do it. Presented with the very real consequences of what that would be. Like, okay, you can yeah. kill one of them, but yeah. you're not going to kill everybody. And especially right. as modern people, like we don't yeah. have the physicality to our life, our right. daily life, to actually be as strong as people were. Even the people who didn't do as much. Yeah, we're yeah. still in better shape than we are. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What am I going to do in a world where everyone's 
kind of in good shape. Even though they have, <laughs> they have nutritional issues, that's an, that's the thing you could pick with. But I'm like, how am I going to wrestle something away from somebody? I'm not going to be able to do that, and I'm a dude. You're not like, going to die of malaria. About the early that's 19th century, everyone was fucking cut. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> when you, even if you're in a, even if you're rich, you're still moving shit around physically and still having to like get on a horse, and that deals with muscles to ride into town. True. And like move things about. Yep. Like, plus they're all skilled in guns, which I am not. <laughs> even though their guns are shitty, a shitty gun is still better than none. True. So. Very true. Like again, that comes with like I could get a shot off at one person and hopefully hit them, but I would have no chance to reload before people were on top of me. Right. Oh man. So this this sounds like uh, the beginning of a horrible Lovecraft story, <laughs> doesn't it? Huh. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, just things like that. Like you're like, well, yeah, fuck. What would you do then? Like you have to survive. Yeah. So. Um. You know, also the risk of jumping ahead. I was glad to find out that like Kevin like didn't go the bad way. Mm-hmm. I was very glad, very glad yeah. about that. I was worried about she poor did, Kevin. She didn't come back, and Kevin had like seventy slaves on his own plantation. <laughs> nope. Right, tried to buy her back or whatever. Like I'm right. Here. Oh, I was all it's like, you know, eighteen seventeen isn't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was all ramped up for something horrible to happen, and. To be fair, things that were horrible did happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm glad that Kevin wasn't the one doing it. Correct. Yeah. Me too. That would have been a he lot. He kept to himself as best as he could yeah. to his ideals and morals. Right. So. Right. <laughs> Actually tried to help free some people. Like, okay, phew. Yeah. <laughs> I liked I liked that line in the book. Mm-hmm. Where he was, he was like, "Yeah, I, I had to lay low for a while because they accused me of helping slaves escape." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, did you?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> I did. It was all true. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, phew. I'm glad he did. Oh man. Well, let's get into some notes because we got a lot of stuff to cover. And like again, I'll say like this is the like." The book is written so economically, I'm like, I either have to rewrite the whole thing or skip a lot. So, yeah. I opted for skipping a lot. But, yeah. just put the asterisk on here, like, summarizing re- it and reading re- it are very different. Like, yes. Just read the goddamn book. This would be yes. where our, t- our title comes in. Yes. Read of our the whole podcast, book, read the fucking yeah. book. It's well worth it. It's not like Dracula, where, like, you can summarize and still get the idea and yeah. maybe miss a few things. Like, you're missing a lot just with the summary. Like, you gotta read it. So right? Yeah, yeah. with Dracula, you could summarize a whole chapter of, like, uh, they were in the dining room and they had a conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy Not wept onto her openly, and he was like, I'm glad women are here. Yeah. <laughs> How would we cry pages. if not for <laughs> yeah. women? But right. not here, man. Mm-hmm. Not here. You just gotta go <laughs> read it. It's only oh, 250 show. pages. It's fine. You can do it. It's not a hard read, yeah. folks, for our few listeners. Well, you could read it. The reading part is not the hard part. Right. No. The concepts. Oh, my God. Things inside of it are like, That's then you a... go, yes. Well, this kind of ties in, like, Rabbi on Friday night, uh-huh. his sermon. Like, he had a joke. He's like, we had some people to open some nice things. Like, my sermon is not a feel-good. Oh. And it was well, all, yeah. it was very actually interesting. He talked about uh, when he was in Israel for his year. Uh-huh. For rabbinical school, he uh, went with a group to Poland, yeah, and to see that, and they went to Treblinka, 
and he told us like I didn't know. I was like, "There's nothing left in Treblinka. Like that was that was just a death camp." Oh, yeah, and like all the people, like almost a million people died there. They were just offloaded and sent to gas chambers. So when they were done, they erased its presence. And now it's there as a memorial. Is it's it's kept. It's he said that there's a field with stones in it that they put on there, and each stone represents the communities from different places that were wiped out. Yeah, and like how many people were there and stuff. He's like, but well, we did all that. And it's like this very solemn place. He's like, and I saw these couples this couple walking their dog along the edge of the park with a picnic basket going to go have a picnic in the fields. Oh, okay. He's like, and that's like a very weird image for me, like this total yeah. juxtaposition. It's like, and then he talked about how uh, America, which is true, doesn't rest, doesn't try to reconcile its slavery past at all. No. And how, like, you can go to plantations and they should be preserved, but, like, you can get have your fucking wedding there. He's right. like, he's like, think about this. Do you really want to be getting married in that place? Right. Where a few it, steps it, away are slave cabins, where generations of people were brutalized. It's like, right. it's like, and we had a chance in like the late nineties or early two thousands, like a bill was put before Congress to make a national memorial mm-hmm. to the yeah. slaves, and they didn't do it. Right. That's and now bullshit. it's not going to ever pass. It's like we need shit like that. We need to deal with this legacy. It's like, but we're we're like you know our country as a whole is like those picnickers at Treblinka. Well, it looks right. so pretty here, you right. know, and don't want to deal with what's what was there, what's under the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. and instead we have to deal with people who are like, we can't take down the Confederate flags here. That's part of our heritage. Like, okay, traitor. The Confederacy lasted less time than Shears was on the air. Like, we don't have exactly. Shears flags everywhere. Like, come on, exactly. Guys. Oh man, why don't we? We should. Oh, we should. <laughs> yeah. Get Just some. We should each get a Shears flag for our house. Everywhere. I saw. Yeah. I saw. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if I brought this one up, but driving around town the other day. Maybe not the other day, but uh-huh. uh, a while back, driving around town, uh, someone had a Wu Tang Clan flag. Nice, yeah, yeah I've seen those every like now. That, that also is outlasted. the kind of yeah. <laughs> Wu Tang has also been around longer than the Confederacy ever was. Like, Many things have been around longer than the Confederacy <laughs> right. was ever. Around. My children, for instance. Yes, <laughs> well, that's my thing. Like, because he talked about like the Germans have dealt with their past and not perfectly. No. But much better than we have. And, like, it's illegal there to show Nazi shit, to have, like, a yeah. Nazi flag. I'm like, yeah. why are we one of the only developed countries that lets people openly celebrate a traitorish rebellion because mm-hmm. their great-great-great-grandfather had to go fight in it? Right. Like, <sighs> come on. Come the fuck on. And all these <laughs> people on, are like, guys. it's our heritage. I'm like, are you proud that you betrayed your country? Apparently so. Like, is that something we aspire to now? Maybe it is. Given so. January sixth and all that shit, yeah. But I've always thought it was like quirk. Like when I was a kid, I thought it was quirky, yeah. and then when I got older and like you understand better, like what it represents and kind of why people are still doing it, even if they don't really fully realize it. Yeah. Right? I'm like, come on, guys, this is about white supremacy here. Yes, yeah. Like they were you have Kevin to accept that way. fact. Yeah, like the only reason this stuff was kept around was to keep. Jim Crow in place and to let white people feel okay about that. Right. Yep. It then south and oh, it's our illustrious heritage and look how we tried to preserve our way of life, hmm. not right. the way in the rest of the country. Our way of life, our values. I'm like, yeah, and your way of life and your values was to own and exploit other human beings for their labor, right? Like, so you could make money, so your economy could, maybe not the individual, but so your regional economy could prosper, right? And I'm like, you have to deal with that. Like, I have relatives. I was looking through my genealogy stuff. There's this one record in 
one of my dad's ancestors was like, oh yeah, he was, says he was in the, in the Civil War, he was a Confederate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Like, right. which is odd because that guy's great, great, great grandfather was a black man, but they didn't remember that at that point. So <laughs> right. that had been hidden in the mists of time, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, you just have to do, like, I'm not going to say like, feel bad about what your ancestors did, but like, understand that. Right. It was not the right thing to do. It was like, I know yeah. why it happened that way at the time, but it doesn't mean you have to glorify it. Right. Right. You know, and that's my thing. I'm like, take down the monuments, put the statue, like, put it in a museum. Like, that's okay. Because right. it is part of history of like, oh, and like 50 years later, we threw up all these monuments and memorials to these people, you know, yeah. to the Confederates, because their, their kids, their older children wanted it or something. But I'm like, put it in context. Like, right. it's not a good thing. Yeah, like there's yeah. a reason why Confederate soldiers didn't get to live in you know army retirement homes. It's because they betrayed their country. <laughs> like, huh. people at the minute. time knew that. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, like the first VAs and shit, like VA retirement home, old people homes, just for Union soldiers, as they mm-hmm. should have been. Right. I'm like, you betrayed your country. You're lucky you got back in. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. lucky you got back in. Lincoln didn't want that so quickly. If he right. hadn't been assassinated, Reconstruction would have gone a lot differently. Well, you know, he wanted to actually reform the South. He was a tyrant, they didn't. so they had to kill him, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, okay, white supremacist people owners. So, <laughs> so some of that kind of goes along with some thoughts that I had about the end of this. I guess. Okay. So I just I I'll throw that in here really okay. quickly. Okay. But like. The, the sort of imagery, I guess, of, mm-hmm. uh, like, um, jumping, jumping, like, way to the end here, the yeah. way that, uh, the way that Dana ends up getting back, the, yeah, we kind of, it's kind of alluded to in the prologue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that she, like, ended up phased through a wall. Yeah. Right, right? Like, and is missing part of her arm now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end talking about like i guess understanding your history mm-hmm. this is kind of if you think about it a way for her to explore something that exists in her family in her past in in the history of the country mm-hmm. right you know like the the story of the book and like um the you know the story of Dana and everything really is a, a, a like the kind of personal story I guess that could touch a lot of black people in this country right yeah right like so this is it, it, to me it almost seems like like Octavia Butler's way of looking at something maybe in her own family history and kind of coming to grips with it. Oh, I'm sure. And like, or even just suspected. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be necessarily. Yeah. Like anything specific, like like it is such a common story that, yeah. She she wouldn't even necessarily have to look up many specific details about her own family or something. Like right. she right. Could probably just pick from a hat. Yeah, unfortunately. But like. But. But I I do see this as like, um, like Dana comes out of this experience like with a lot of scars like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. over, 
you know, all over her back, and she's missing an arm and everything. Um, but she's she's finally dealt with the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like she's not going to be going back again. Right. And so, like, she's she's kind of earned her freedom from the sort of horrible, gory history. Mm-hmm. Like, she she kind of looked at it in the face and she decided, or not decided, but she, she yeah, she came face to face with it. She confronted it. Right. And she's kind of accepted it as part of her past and it scarred her. Yeah. But she was able to move on from it. Right. And I think, yeah, what you were saying about, like, the the horrible history of slavery in this country it's something that we all kind of have to do right and agreed and like i said i uh, like on many occasions before i think this book is required reading like i think yeah. we should be teaching I think so too. It in school yeah um and i think that that's one aspect of it definitely mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that idea that right we need to confront our past right. do cuz yeah we didn't so do it forward. properly. Yeah. No. Didn't do it properly so, back in the 1800s. So. No. Or really in the 1900s. So. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Maybe. Maybe now. Maybe now we can start thinking about it. But. Maybe. Maybe. Well, once so, the yeah. loudest assholes die out, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't even. Let, we won't even try. That's what gets me. Like you. Yeah. No, but I mean, they're still. I'm sure we talked about this last time too. They're still trying to be like. I mean, that's difficult. So let's just not teach it in school. Yeah, I'm like, right. no, that's the only time most Americans ever encounter studying history is in school. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not like me, who are super <laughs> interested in it and keep doing it. <laughs> Even you guys have a passing interest and stuff here and there. Like, so if we don't teach it then, as we've seen, no one's ever going to learn about it. Right. Yeah. And so we have to do the difficult work then and help our kids understand the complexities of the past. Yeah, the days of the fairy tale of America yeah. of manifest destiny are long over yeah. as right. they should be and like it doesn't mean you have to be like oh America is terrible and awful you just have right. to be real about it that there's different facets to every story that when right. something good was happening in one part of the country something bad was happening elsewhere just like in real life right? Yeah, like it helps I think it helps us understand better like the positives we have done as a country as a society yeah. Even in the midst of all just the bad and the stuff that stuck around too long, like, well, I we think... have tried to surpass that and overcome it to different degrees and like fix those issues. Yeah. I think, like, I think, but the there's way still that a lot we... of work to do. That's the issue. I think the way that we teach history has changed in the last few decades too. Yeah, though. it has. Thankfully, um, like, because I seem to remember learning history as like a kind of a sequential you know mm-hmm. like here's here's a list of dates and here's a list of events and like here's a list of people yeah and like yeah like this is this is history but like uh what what i've seen more recently is is history is being taught as more of like almost like a like a a pool or something mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like here here are all of these things that were happening around the same time yeah. to give you context for like mm. what was the situation in the world at that particular moment right right um and that was something like 
history history always came off as very dry to me i guess when i was learning it um but like whenever whenever it's presented in such a way that you have that richness that that color then it's much more interesting mm-hmm. yeah like so for sure. hopefully hopefully not only do we get like uh yeah again more more diverse experiences in our history because of this but also yeah more people interested in it because it's yeah. it is just more interesting that way it right. is what's well, why I'm trying to become a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> just because I see that, like, now my school's a little different just because the kids don't, they're not interested in anything. That's a whole other battle. Yeah. But yeah. at least I will give the school props when they do have the resources that we need. Like, I've been in, I was in high school the last few days. Yeah. Last week. So their history teacher, the freshman, um, she, I think is more, she's their English and their history teacher. Yeah, because I think they need someone to teach the history. Because the kids have told me uh, she's told she doesn't really know history that well, mm-hmm. but she did a made a smart move. I thought she got them to send them textbooks. Yeah, so they have to stay in the classroom. There's not enough textbooks for every kid to have one, right. but there's enough for them to use. So while they're older, because I've I've noticed in like North Carolina at least, I guess the last time they made a history book for school was <laughs> 2008. Uh-huh. Oh, because the world history one that's the copyright date, and then the American yeah. history one I uh, borrowed last year. Uh-huh. The eighth yeah. grade one, that's also two thousand eight. Uh-huh. And since then, because I've seen the rubric and stuff, like now it's like you're supposed to plan yourself, and here's all the shit you have to cover, yeah, yeah. to meet the standards. But there's no guide for it, and there's no book. Hmm. Yeah. And like the book, I think is important, and I'm right. glad she's using it, even if it's a little old now, because most of the stuff it's still covering all the same core concepts, but it does it like we were talking about. Like everything is like each chapter focuses on a different. Aspect like they had, they were doing ancient Greece, mm-hmm. but yeah. like in the before, like the chapter before covered what was happening in the Bronze Age in India and like China and stuff. Yeah, and before then was like you know you, you merge them together, so you focus on this thing for a chunk for a unit, but then it is all together, all the context and manages to go remember. And these people traded with these people, so they knew each other, yeah, knew of each other, and like this is how it all. And as you move on, it goes. This is how all this stuff comes together shapes what happens in the next epic here the next saga, yeah mm-hmm. which i was like good like that's how it should be done <laughs> it shouldn't be kind of willy-nilly like how are you going to string it together individual teacher based right. on your own experiences like i think it should be this guided exercise at least to some degree have right, you ever you know? seen have you ever seen uh connections with james burke mm-hmm uh, so it was it was a TV show. I think they did the first one in like the early eighties, mm-hmm. and then they did another one in like the late nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. or another two. Um, okay, and like it it was really interesting because James Burke had this idea of uh, um like knowledge and history as like a web. Yeah, well, that's how I see it. Well, like, but what was what was really funny about it is he was talking about like, oh yeah, you know, we'll we'll you know compile all of this information. We'll have it all available, and you'll be able to search through it, and like you'll be able to see like how all of the things are connected to all of the other things. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a great yeah. idea. It sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so, like, basically in, in, like, the late 70s or early 80s, James Burke invented Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but like, so so one of the things that was really cool is that he made this TV show called Connections, mm-hmm. and uh, what Connections is is uh, the format of it is almost like uh, those Wikipedia challenges where they're like, uh, you know, get to Styrofoam Cup as quickly <laughs> as you can. Yeah, like nice. He he made a TV show where he starts on a random topic, mm-hmm. and then he moves basically Wikipedia style, like hyperlink to hyperlink. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he gets to some completely other random topic. <laughs> nice. And, and like... That's how my brain works. <laughs> and every every single hop along the way is, is you know, accompanied by, like, a little host segment that he uh-huh. does. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a little, uh, a little historical reenactment or, like, hmm. you know, some little, some little shadow play or something, you know. Yeah. Like some weird little thing, um, but like the the stuff he talks about is always super cool, and it's like always this like like fucking back corner of history that you're never right. gonna read about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always some random fact that like yeah, you just you wouldn't get it some other way aside from like, uh, yeah, just flipping to a random page in a book. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the people who researched the show must have had, like, a, a super huge amount of fun. Cause it, <laughs> I bet. I would love just, to do something like that now. It, it strikes me as such a librarian thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah so it, it would be a lot easier to make now with Wikipedia, but keep in yeah. mind that when they did actually make all of these shows, Wikipedia did not exist yet. Correct. So, for you kids out there, none of you who are listening, Wikipedia has only existed <laughs> since we were in college. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I remember many a night lost at Truman to early Wikipedia rabbit holes mm-hmm. of wonder and discovery, but avoiding my papers. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> studying things other than what you're supposed to be writing about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so oh, you can you can think of that as a ringing endorsement for me. Uh, All right. Watch, okay. Go watch Connections. Connections. I will do that. It's really I'll have good. To preview it because maybe I'll be able to use it when I'm subbing to some. Yeah. yeah. So that on. like, all right, guys, I'm just going to put this on, and you can yeah. pay attention to it or not. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be here, and maybe it'll sink into your head too. Yeah. While you're doing your stuff. So we've once again failed at segways, but we did. But we went down a really interesting <laughs> route. Speaking of rabbit holes. Yeah. So yeah, this is my life. Speaking so, of yeah. rabbit holes. Yeah. So this book, right? This oh, book, yes. Let's start. Let's start going over yeah. this. Like, oh my god, <laughs> just pick your so favorite we're pieces. Actually talking about it, where yeah, where were we? Pieces. We were. Uh, Dana had just been found teaching Nigel, who was one of the slave kids on the Wayland plantation, how to read, and was being whipped when she disappeared, and this time without her husband Kevin. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and so the fight starts with a uh, another flashback to when Dana and Kevin. We're deciding to get married. Uh, basically, Kevin proposing after being denied three times by her to type his manuscripts. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess we should get married then instead. But, <laughs> uh, and they're both really excited for it. But both of their families are not. Um, yeah. Even Kevin's sister turns out to be way less cool than he thought she was. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. This and is how you find out. Right. It is. God yeah, damn it. Especially in the 70s. People talk a good game until they have to, like, actually do it. Yeah. People uh, do. No, don't do that. And, yeah, basically Dana's like, man, he would have made a good Nazi. Uh, <laughs> and, again, this is where I was worried before. I'm like, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Uh... And uh, even Dana's family is, like, concerned that her kids would be even lighter than she is. And yeah. uh, they're like, yeah, fuck those guys. And so they drive to Vegas and uh, pretend they don't have a family and get married anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Sometimes when, that's what you gotta do. Sometimes. You can also go to Vegas and get married with your family. Just Correct. Yeah. You can. I've done yes. it before. It's great. Yep. Um, <laughs> So when she comes to, she's alone in her house and in terrible pain, as you might expect. Has to drag herself into the tub to let her clothes soak enough to remove them from her bloody back. And then even eventually has to Hulk rage through a shower. Yeah. To get cleaned up. Um, she packs up a new bag that wouldn't seem as out of place if she has to go back. Um, and full of stuff that she had missed last time, like, you know, toothpaste and soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... She has no idea when or if she'll be called back again, or how long it will be for Kevin when she finally gets back. Uh, calls her cousin over to ask her to bring groceries, and her cousin, on seeing her, is like, uh, has he been beating you? But he's like, even if she thinks that, she'll keep quiet about it, so. Uh, Which, he, the whole other commentary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, very economical. Like, just planting that seed and let's move on. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She spends a few days, like, continuing to unpack their apartment and trying to write about what's happened to her. And she's like, it's too soon. Like, I can't write about this yet. Um, although she does read books about the Civil War and notes that Gone with the Wind in particular is way too sugar-coated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. books about World War Two and thinks about how Nazis were trying to speedrun what America did over hundreds of years. Yeah, that is true. It's a full, like, eight days before she gets that dizzy feeling again. But this time she's going back fully equipped and shows up once again back in the woods where a black woman is holding together a ripped dress and a black man is beating the shit out of our red-headed danger magnet, Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) Beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Um... The guy has knocked him out and seems about to kill him when Dana intervenes, basically being like, what do you think is going to happen to both of you if you kill him? Uh, the woman recognizes her. is like, I saw you when I was little, so this is Alice now, mm-hmm. all grown up. And her husband, Isaac, is the one beating Rufus. Um, so she talks to them and confirms Rufus is 19 now, and also that Kevin had gone up north um, and she convinces the two of them that they just need to take off instead of, you know, murdering the, the plantation owner's son. So, yeah, it's probably... Probably best to not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she takes her time with trying to revive him so they can give she can give them a head start um, and then is even playing coy uh, as much as she can when he does come to is like, where did they go? So she tries to redirect him. He's like, Rufy, did you rape that girl? He's <laughs> like, well, I wouldn't have had to if she hadn't kept saying no. Like, ah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. But he's very 
indignant about, like, why would she even want a field hand anyway? And she's, Dana's like, yeah, imagine her choosing her husband over you. Like, imagine right? that. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she begins to gather that Rufus has been trying to nice nice guy Alice the whole time. Like, I treated you nice eight times, now sex. Yeah. Like, it's owed to me now, but... Uh, she also makes a note that it would have been more shameful for him to just be in love with a slave than it would to have just raped her. I'm like, nice. <laughs> Jesus. Difficult topics, guys. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. say the least, difficult. Uh, yeah. So yeah, again, she's slow playing, helping him and going to get help, uh, and tries to remind him that they could both be very dangerous to each other. So only agrees to go and get help after he says that he'll tell everyone that some white guys attacked him uh, so that Alice can get as much of a head start as possible. Also liked her being like, uh, is your dad going to be weird when he sees me? <laughs> Probably. Uh, so yeah, she, she goes back, tries to find her way back to the house using paper as like a trail. Uh, some paper she brought back that she rips up. Uh, makes her way to the road and past a much nicer looking house than the Waylands. Meets some skinny tall white guy uh, asking where she's going. I guess this is the the field overseer that she met. Uh, he's like, uh, hey, does Mr. Wayland still live here? Because uh, Mr. Rufus is very hurt. And he's like, that worthless bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy brings her back to Tom Wayland's uh, library. Where she uh, she reunites with a very pregnant Carrie and Nigel, uh, who's now looking much like his dad, Luke, who I think has died at this point. Uh, and just a reminder, Carrie is the mute girl mm-hmm. that she met last time she was there. Um, so yeah, they, they get together and hitch the wagon up again to go and pick up Rufus again. And he, Rufus, holds her hand on the ride back, saying, I'm going to keep my word. And his dad's like, keep his word about what now? And she's like, I don't know, he's real sick, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. He's got the right. fever. <laughs> the fever. <laughs> back at home, uh, Papa Waylon questions her, like, who the hell are you? And she's like, I'm someone who saved your son. It's like, that does seem to be your job. <laughs> Only show up when my kid needs help, but... Mm-hmm. He offers to let her stay again, implying that she had some sort of a choice. But that she'll still have to work to earn her keep. She asks him about Kevin, and he's like, Ah, that damn fool. That's basically all he says about it. Uh, The doctor that they called is delayed because of a troublesome birth. So Dana does her best to bandage up Rufus's ribs, which seem to be very broken. Uh... Sarah pops in to give her a hug and to shake her head, mother look like a mother at him, like this kid will fight anyone, like <laughs> this idiot. Uh, she gives Rufus some of her uh, 1970s aspirins for his fever, and he's like, "Anything that tastes this bad must be good medicine." Because I like the note that he just chews them, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. No them down. Like, I guess that wouldn't be a thought. I don't no. know. Nope. Nope. Uh, Nigel I don't, brings I don't in... think tablets were a thing until a little bit later. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, and by the way, don't chew those. That doesn't taste good and <laughs> not good for yeah, you. You're not supposed to chew them. No. Yeah. No. 
Uh, Nigel brings in some water, uh, a water basin, and gets Dana to silently confirm that Isaac had been the one to beat Rufus and that he'd gotten away. Uh, the doctor comes next morning and is, like, very condescending to her, even though, like, they both have the same amount of medical training, which is not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And, like, the, he's like, well, he doesn't seem to have a fever anymore, so let's not bleed him. And then <laughs> he redoes the bandages much more poorly and then leaves. Yeah. Yeah. That Dana. that also sounds like a commentary on shit in the 1970s, too. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Dana shares some of Rufus's breakfast, which they note is pretty dangerous that they're eating together. And mm-hmm. then ducks into the cookhouse to talk to Sarah and Nigel. Um, Sarah is giving her updates, telling her that uh, Tom Whalen's wife Margaret left to Baltimore, having had uh, twins that both died shortly after birth, and drove her a bit crazy. Mm. Uh. Nigel tells her that uh, he's the father of Carrie's baby. Or at least she, he, rather, he, she, he ought to be. He better be. He better be. <laughs> since they're married and stuff. Uh, and I liked... Well, I don't know if I liked it, but the note about them having an actual like uh, marriage ceremony. Not mm-hmm. just jumping over a broomstick. Yeah. yeah. With that a priest nice. and everything. like Not that it was legally any different, but at least they gave them the courtesy of having a ceremony. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was Which, not as common. Yeah. Like, I've heard of jumping the broom, but I guess I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was kind of like, all right, you idiots, go do your thing. Like, this is your version of Yeah, marriage. they ended up having to create their own yeah, yeah. own ceremony because they weren't allowed to have any others. Right. right. They were just they were just animals. Why do animals don't get married? Yeah. You know? <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He tells them that well, I think Sarah tells him that Luke had been sold south after being uh, a bit too into his, his technique of just saying yes and doing whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, they say that Tom Whalen figured it was nicer to just sell him than be than beating him until he decided to run away. I'm like, I, I guess. If you yeah. want to compare those two, one is a little nicer, but... <laughs> but yes, there's a note here. Like, his father wasn't the monster he could have been. And actually, he wasn't a monster at all, just like an ordinary guy in this society. Like, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, Dana and Rufus have a talk. Rufus is, like, amazed how she still looks so young and everything. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, it's, like, really only been about ten days for me, like, since I met you the first time. Like, right. Of course I look young. Right. Um, he lets her read some of Kevin's letters that he had sent, saying he was going to go up to Maine soon. And um, she writes one to him herself, letting him know that she's back and he'll show be at the plantation. Rufus is really interesting with her fancy future pen, like basically yeah. a big ballpoint pen. Yep, yeah. And the stuff that she brought back to the past. It is crazy technology. Yeah. It is, for a time when you're still cutting your your quill to make a pen. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. keep writing and everything. And just if imagine if she came back from the notes. 90s with gel pens. Oh my god. Sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> some purple ink yeah well no I mean like it it literally is like the the ballpoint on a ballpoint pen has to take a lot of pressure yeah, yeah. it's a I mean, highly engineered material yeah you take one you take a modern like Bic or something back even just a hundred years they'll still be impressed yeah 
They're like, oh, we're just kind of starting to develop this shit. Like, a few little pen makers are experimenting with stuff. Right. Like, we all still used to use, like, fountain pens. But this is cool. Yeah. Like, I don't have to refill the ink or anything. I'm like, nope. No, just but you throw also the throw it away when you're done. Just throw it Yeah. Out. It's That's incredibly wasteful. The yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Um, plastics. <laughs> Go into plastics, son. <laughs> it's going to be big. Uh, yep. Indoor plumbing. You can start it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's particularly concerned, though, about a book that she brought back about slavery. It's like, what is all this abolitionist crap? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just by the way, that was written 100 years after slavery was abolished. Yeah. It's like, well, they still seem really upset about it, though. Like, what's, <laughs> what's up with that? Gee, <laughs> uh, I wonder. <sighs> I wonder what yeah. would be up with that. Just get over it, guys. Uh, she kind of <laughs> did has you a, a favor, jeez. <laughs> she kind of has a realization that this could be kind of like a gray sports almanac situation. Like, <laughs> yeah, not sure if someone could change the future with it, but not keen on finding out. Yeah, like noting that like Sojourner Truth like is currently a slave, and like they could probably find her. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or Harriet Tubman, even though she wasn't going by that name then. So yeah, yeah, like I ended up being smarter to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like you've got to burn this. She's like, agrees, but tears out a map of Maryland to save. And she's like, you got to burn that too. They think you're going to run away. Uh, but she's like, I need at least something. And he's like, burn it, or I won't send your letter. And she's like, this isn't a level level playing field of blackmail here. Like, mm-hmm. this is really not fair. But he says, I'm the one who got my dad to take Kevin back, and I can't be sure if I can protect you if you don't cooperate this time. So she's like, all right, throws it in the fire. Uh. There's an aside about how Sarah's running the house now that Margaret's gone, and how Dana has trouble not looking down her nose at her as, like, an Aunt Tom. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it earlier, like, even though she's just doing the best she can to get everything running. Yep. So, um... A week later, Rufus goes into town to, to do some work and also to mail D- Dana's letters. Comes back with a beaten and bloody Alice, who Rufus had to buy in order to keep her from being sent south. So, uh, he demands that Dana use some of her future medicine to help her. She does the best she can, but, uh, again, she's not a doctor, so, um, Rufus puts her in his bed, and Dana gives her sleeping pills, and then Rufus climbs in there with her, and she's like, dude, please, just leave her alone, can't you just, and he's like, (laughs) right, please don't do this, uh, at, at that point, he doesn't. So, at least some credit. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Yeah. Bare minimum, but yeah. Uh, Dana tries <laughs> to go to sleep in the attic, but really bothered about the whole idea that Rufus really caused all this trouble to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he has ownership of the girl that he tried to rape. So yep. now it's nice and legal. Right. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. So Sarah does come up and checks in with her, tells her that Isaac had had his ears cut off and was sold down to Mississippi. That's uh, cool. It's great. You know, not cool at all. Uh, she wonders if Alice is now going to replace Dana since she's here and, you know, property now. And uh, also is kind of wondering, like, can you be really sure that Rufus even mailed your letter to Kevin? Like, <gasps> he'll say what makes you feel good, not what's true. Mm-hmm. So, he, she does check with Nigel later. He's like, I didn't really see him mail anything or not, but 
no one even seems to be sure how long she should expect a letter to take. So, like a month, yeah. two months, who knows? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once Alice is a little bit better, she seems to have some sort of mental damages, as well yeah. as, like, chunks missing from where the dogs had chewed her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Dana can only really hope that there's no infections or rabies, but Alice does seem to be healing even if she doesn't remember anything and is act, acting very childlike. Rufus is like, this is really good, though, because if she can't remember what happened, she can't hate me. <laughs> Which uh, I think of a court of law is consciousness of guilt, and so should take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually, Alice starts getting restless, and they go out to visit the cookhouse. On the very day that Carrie goes into labor, so Sarah goes to help with that, and leaves the two of them to finish dinner. And while they're cooking, Alice starts questioning her. He's like, why are you a slave, Dana? That's weird. <laughs> Mom always said she'd rather die than be a slave, and I'd hate to be a slave. And Dana's like, what do you think's going on here? Like, <laughs> right. Uh, Things are not what they appear. Yeah, Alice is like, I feel like you know something. And she's like, you haven't seemed at all very curious about how you got here and so injured. And that seems to unlock things for Alice. And yeah. screams for Isaac cries about them cutting off his ears and shouts at Dana for not saying anything which Dana figures like fair enough better for her yeah. to vent at me than someone who's going to get her in a lot of trouble yep. yeah and then she has to go and round up the boys to help bring in food uh, to hurry up and get washed and get the food like you sound just like Sarah she's like let me get a switch and you'll find out how much like Sarah I really am like come on <laughs> so see here's the roar reversal like yeah. A minute ago, she was talking about like house house slaves, like being mean to everybody, and now she's doing it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Alice calls her some really hateful things that basically equate to her being a race traitor. Let's say. Yeah. 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 Um, and she's like, "Why didn't you just have the sense to let me die before?" Which, again, if she didn't need her for you know her her own life, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie and Nigel have a baby boy, though, who they named Jude. And Nigel's really happy for about a minute until Waylon's like, get back to work. Mm hmm. He's like, he should be happier because of me. He's one N word richer. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. You just gotta say geez a lot in this section of the book. Oh, my gosh. Sure, yeah. you do. It's, it's uh, tough. It, yeah. It is. Um,. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, so Dana convinces Rufus to let her send another letter. Like, mail gets lost all the time, even in the 70s. Like, surely mm -hmm. if it's on a horse, it could just fall out or something. Like, yeah. Although, yeah. none of Dracula's letters got lost when he wanted to send them. Well, it's because he true. had money and could pay people <laughs> to deliver and it. Vampire powers, but... Yeah. <laughs> just um, vampires the letter to you. Like, apparently our 19th century mail was pretty good, but still takes a while to get places. Yeah. And if you're not there, they just hold on to it till they find you. Well, people were more serious about it back then, I think. Like, oh. there's no other way to communicate over this amount of distance, so we gotta make it right. Yep. Yep. That's uh, true. Let's see. So then, uh, at the same time, Rufus is working on her to convince Alice that she should she should be raped by him. Yeah. Like, what was that? 
God damn it. Like, I really love it when your great grandparents include you in their interests. Like, that's really cool. Like, <laughs> it's like, listen, uh, would this... you rather, like, I beat her and then do it anyway, or do you want to convince her? Like, let's, let's gaslight just... her together. This just takes me back to oh god my comment before about okay. how this 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 book really is like the worst version of Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and as you might imagine, like Alice isn't very well pleased when she suggests this to her. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Go figure. She eventually concedes that she probably can't kill him, and she couldn't muster enough energy for another escape attempt, so... Yeah. She does go to him, like, she notes, like, she didn't kill him, but she did seem to die a little inside. Yeah. As you might expect. Yeah. There's even a, uh, a very terrible thought here about, like, can you rape someone or something that you legally own? Like, at least in the eyes of the law of this time, like... Yeah. That really sucks. It does. Yeah. Good question. Because until yeah. relatively recently, you also couldn't legally rape your wife. Right. So, <sighs> now now we know better. Right. Listen, let's, let's make a stand here. Like, no raping people, guys. That's generally yeah. my do consensus and key to life, is don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. I think that falls under the general umbrella. Yes. It does. Especially yeah, that's don't, the don't the one dick. main life philosophy I have for people, if they don't have anything else, <laughs> is don't be a dick. Yes, like it's you really, do that, you're fine. It's really, really easy to not rape people. Like, just correct. Don't. It's true. It's the easiest correct. thing in the world to not. Do. <laughs> yeah, just keep it in your pants and keep going. <laughs> like you don't yeah. have to carry that act out, yeah. and if you do, then don't be surprised if someone stabs you later. <laughs> so yes, exactly. You will have earned it then. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, That's why I'm a that... Slytherin. <laughs> it's like, oh, you earned that death. Go right ahead and die. Go right ahead, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she even notes that Rufus is walking around just pleased as punch with himself afterward. Mm-hmm. And, like, that he had found a way to control her by threatening hurting other people. So, that's when Dana so... begins to prepare to run away herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not too long after that, Alice, uh, Silently uh, comes to her in the cookhouse to show her something she found in Rufus's bedside table, which is sealed envelopes with her handwriting mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. So, like, she waits until that night when everyone's asleep and sets out, and is pretty quickly, or it's pretty quickly clear that she waited too long to leave, and she's on the lam for like one night before yeah. Rufus and Tom Whalen have caught up to her on horseback, flushed her from hiding, and kicked her in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like she's knocked out and comes back to her senses on the back of Rufus's horse. And well, ties if you her don't hands. Own her, just let her go. <laughs> Let's her ride in front of him. And it's like fool. You know what they're good. You know that they'll whip you. And though she fights like a wild person, they indeed tie her up, strip her down, and beat her. Yeah, and through they the whole do. thing, she tries to convince herself to be scared to death. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To go but, home. but she can't. She knows that they're not going to kill her. Right. Yeah. They'll Jesus do everything Christ. up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Somehow yeah. even worse. It's yeah. Uh, I, Definitely even worse. Yeah. Like. It's 
it's kind of insane that it's gotten to that point, right? Yeah, yeah it is. That like, that like, yeah, that she absolutely knows that she's not going to die from this. Yeah, right. And so, because it's not life threatening, she's completely stuck. Right. Right. And right. Like, yeah. And yeah. I guess we'll. It, it'll come up again. <laughs> it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sadly enough, it will. Um, so yeah, she's given she's given over to Alice, who returns her favor from earlier of caring for her. So again, some role reversals. Yeah. And even then, she's like, "I'm going to try running again." Uh, I think. And I like, think all all of this section like serves to cement kind of this idea that they are two halves of the same coin, right? Yeah, yeah. That both she and Alice are like going through very similar things, like mm-hmm. having very similar thoughts. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're writing a paper about this for school, role reversal, guys. Yeah. Yeah, there you it's go. It's a constant theme in here. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, so there's a note about Liza, who's like a, a sewing woman who's like yeah. uh she fell on a on a rake. Uh Apparently that's the one who told on Dana when she was escaping. Yeah, and she uh, made yes. sure to tell Tom Whalen because they weren't sure if Rufus would just might let her go. So, right, Alice and Tess and Carrie applied some prison justice to her. They did. Yep. Yep. Um, they were like, "Don't ask questions." Yeah. Right. We took care of it. Um, and as soon as Dana's up again, Rufus calls her into his room to show her a letter from Kevin that he was on his way back. He's like, Dad sent this after, and she cuts him off. Like, after you found out that you lied about sending my letter, he's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But makes a note that his dad's the only man he knows who cares as much about giving his word to a black as a white. Yeah. And he's like, it's one of the few things that I can respect about him. Like, That's true. So, yeah. like, the seeds are there, but, you know, not quite German. They can't make yet. that leap where yeah. they should go. Yeah. yeah. They're stuck in their own system. Right. Right. So... So, uh, so one day while Alice and Dana are working on beating some laundry, a bearded man rides up who's like a dusty, uh, tired looking guy who, of course, is Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yay. Hooray. There he is. Yay. Kevin. Despite still being in extreme pain from her beating, like she can't help but embrace him. Yeah. And they decide they're going to leave right then. Yep. With Probably Alice looking best. on, like clearly thinking of Isaac. And they do right off and, until they uh, find Rufus blocking their way. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just going to leave after all you owe us? She don't owe you shit, Ruf. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. never owed you anything. You owe her multiple times. Yeah. No, well, not from his perspective, I guess. Well, yeah. And then, catch you know, up with him. after his very polite invitation to dinner is declined, points a gun <laughs> at him and like, you aren't leaving. So, there's a bit of a scuffle the gun is pointed in her face and that's enough I think to start sending her back mm-hmm. but as she's going she feels something very heavy land on her back and everything's dark so the storm opens up with them back at home just her and Kevin and they're like first things first fucking <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well find out later it's been five years for Kevin he's like I'm yeah. I'm ready uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> He tells her that he had been about to buy a farm up in Maine when he got the letter, so, like, he, he almost missed him. Uh, 
Well, would have gotten him eventually, but you know. Yeah. Still having to survive five years. Yeah. Uh, not ever knowing if you were going to go back would be yeah crazy. Yeah. Like I feel like time travel would be one thing if you're choosing. Yeah. To stay somewhere, it's another thing when you have no choice. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things are so. better when you're choosing them. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes uh, that's a clear theme just, in the book too, kids. Just leave that. Leave that. 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 Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he says that things hadn't been great back at the Waylands, and that, like we said before, he'd helped many slaves to run away. Mm-hmm. Like we know, like, or like there was at least the rumor that he had. <laughs> yeah, I actually did started. It. Yeah, no, I was like, okay, good. Um, but yeah, Kevin seems really kind of out of it. Like, Dana's is trying to convince him not to try to come back all at once. Yeah, and I mean, he, like, he's he's got uh, the culture shock. Everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's basically wandering the house, uh, which they remind us they had only been in for two days. He's like, I don't know where anything is. Like, everything's too soft. Like. <laughs> He's even wondering aloud if this is how prisoners feel after they've been let out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they take some time uh, when they're about to tuck into some chops. Uh, there's that feeling again. So, mm-hmm. Dana tells Kevin to go get the, the the pack. There's kind of a moment of hesitation between the two of them when he gets it. Like, can I can I sit this one out? Like, <laughs> throws it to her. And, uh, yeah, then she's standing in the rain, clutching her bag all alone. She's like, okay, where the fuck is Rufus? Like, what did yeah. you do this time? <laughs> right? What's happening? Yeah, this fucking she, guy. Yeah. Yep. She trips over him, laying face down in a ditch, and he's sick, or more likely very drunk. She, like, drags him towards the house, which is not is mercifully close by until, like, he vomits on them both, and there's lightning, and she's like, fuck this. Just get help. <laughs> uh, Nigel comes and helps her carry him home, and Tom Whalen's like, "Oh, great! If you're here, what the hell happened to Rufus?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. She notices that Tom Whalen's like now very old. And she finds out it's six years later this time. Mm-hmm. Tom is coughing from I don't know being an old guy, I guess. <laughs> like. You just keep go on helping Rufus. And you're like, I will, up until the point that I'm beaten again, and then you can both get fucked. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair, fair statement. Yeah. Like Nigel seems to think that Rufus has what a goo, egg, ague, a goo, an accent ague, mm. uh, egg, which we all call it what malaria. Yeah. Yes, malaria. She remembers after she's smacking a mosquito that that's what yeah. they called malaria back in the day. How does one pronounce? There's no accents. I don't know how to do it. Ague. So I was right. Cool. Ague. That's how I was reading it in my head was ague. Ague. Uh, ague. She's like, shit, if it's ague, you need to get some netting up. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, <laughs> Why, dear Keeping reader? mosquitoes off of there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like asking if anyone else is sick. I'm like, well, some kids have like the flu, but... <laughs> uh, Don't just figure it's maybe mumps. Like, right. like yeah. half their face is swollen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah do we? Shit. Do we? I never figured out what it was actually, because it's not malaria, but he's got his legs hurt a lot. Like, uh, it's dengue. Later on, dengue fever. Yeah. Yeah. He encounters a doctor in town and talks about why he's 
what happened over the doctor's like, oh, that's dengue. Because uh, I was sitting okay. there thinking, I'm like, this sounds familiar, but it sounds like shit like people who went to Africa got yeah. or something. Yeah. I like, thought it was... It almost sounded like Zika, but that came from there, too. Yeah. That caused yeah. the same things, like massive joint pain and shit like that. I yeah. thought it would be gout. Got gout. <laughs> um, you don't usually have it in all your joints at once. You only have it in, like, one or two at a time. And usually that's more like feet, right? Usually it's feet and maybe yeah. your knees, stuff like that. Anyway, that's why I'm not a doctor. Or your fingers, but that's because then it's a little more arthritic at that point. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she she asked uh, Rufus, like, why do you seem to want to die so much? <laughs> it's like, you're in pain like I am, but dying, dying seems pretty friendly. So, yeah, he's talking about how his legs hurt and his eyes hurt. Mm-hmm. And she tells Tom to send for a doctor because this ain't malaria. Nah, I'm not going to do that. You just keep him alive. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, devil woman, just do your voodoo or whatever and stop talking nonsense <laughs> about mosquitoes. She's like, that's not how it works, asshole. I only know a little bit. I'm from the future. He doesn't get it. He does um, not. He's a little yeah. dense. He is. He is. Um... And so with a mix of, like, some Excedrin and, like, tea and juice and cold washcloths and, like, a week of fever, uh, seems like Rufus does eventually get well again. Like, mm-hmm. in this section, we learn that Alice has had three children. One is still alive, who's named Joe and not Agar. So she's like, ah. <laughs> okay. Still got to put up with this shit. Yeah. Like, yep. um, yeah. So very first night that Dana's able to like sleep not in Rufus's room because he's not burning up a fever she's called to help Tom who's very clearly had a heart attack mm-hmm. she kind of like uh, I guess I'll give him CPR like doesn't help much but uh, there's not much you can do on your own for a heart attack right if you're not a hospital yeah <laughs> really nothing at all you're either going to survive it or you're not right uh, and Rufus is very much like, yeah, you just let him die. What the hell? With yeah. your future medicine magic. She's not a doctor, Ruf. She doesn't have the right no, medications. And even magic. though they're in the 70s, they didn't have as many as they do now. She's magic from the future, sorry. <laughs> it's her fault. Um, so yeah, he punishes her by sending her out to work in the field. Like, cutting corn stalks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's super cool. Yeah, with a new overseer who's very liberal with a whip. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I have never done this before. He's like, guess you're gonna learn. And whips her in the tits. Yep. She's yep. like, that seems like bad form. What a quality what a, person there. What a cool yeah. guy. What a yeah. cool guy. Those are the people I, that make me want to learn how to use firearms. I I and did grab onto Dana when she travels and just blow them away. I I did I did enjoy the uh the other woman being like, dude, don't work so fast. Yeah, she's not wrong. Like this is a run out the clock situation. Like just take it because yeah. then he's gonna know whether you can do work or not. Yeah, like I'm like Jesus. Yeah, she's not wrong at all. Yeah, yeah, like, especially the, the first fuck? day. Like, yeah, that you never. But done that's before. they're testing like, you to see what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, good lord. Yeah, I think this applies to work today too. Like, do yes. less than you can do because yeah. they're only gonna yeah, ask for that's more why, later. Like, I love how they labeled last year quiet quitting as just doing your job. Yeah. I'm like, that's right. not quitting. That's doing what you're paid to do. Yeah. But yeah. you're not doing more. Well, right. you don't pay me for more, so why would you get more? Exactly. Because like, we're a family. I don't members. understand why that's such a foreign concept to so many 
employers are like, like a family. We're we're friends first. No, we're yeah. not. If we're friends first, you should be paying me double what you're paying me and give me every holiday <laughs> off that I ask for. Because we're friends and we help each we're other friends, out. Man, we get a beer together sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Dana works that day until she stumbles and falls in the dirt, and she notes like I could have been going home or dying. Like I didn't care. Yeah, either one. It's fine. Either one. As long as I wasn't still in pain. Yeah. So Rufus is the one who wakes her up in the field and takes her back to the house. Um, she goes for some of the Excedrin he still has. He's like, why are you always doing stupid things, Dana? Like, and you make me have to hurt you. I'm like, this, by the way, is a red flag warning red in flag. real life. Yeah. 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 You never make someone have to hurt you. Like, correct. Someone like, says that to you, you to need to get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially if they own you. Right. That's yeah. even worse. That's um, much worse. Yeah. Yes. And she's basically like, bitch, I need to stop saving your life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She's like, how many times I saved you now? Why are you not dead? Yeah. Uh, you would have died as a child. Right. I should have just let you drown. Um, yep. He tells her that his mom is going to come back now that uh, Papa Whelan's dead mm-hmm. to live with him. And uh, she's going to need someone to take care of her. She's like, please, anyone but your crazy-ass mom. Like, why not, why not Alice do it? It's like, No. Like, she's going to hate Alice uh, anyway, and, like, she's going to have another kid. So, like, ah, well, maybe this will be Hagar. So, uh, at this point, I'm like, I'm ready for Hagar to be born and Dana, like, burn the place to the ground. Like, (laughs) (laughs) take her and run. Right. Uh, Like, will she even have me, though? Like, your mom hates me. Okay, listen. She's all jacked up on laudanum, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and why? Why don't you just go read a book or something? And again, here's like the treat to make up to her after being mean. Like, yeah, go do something you like, and this yeah, will never happen things. again. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Margaret Whalen does come back. She can't walk very much anymore, and she's like really interested this time in all the slave babies, especially yeah. the ones that look kind of like her husband and her son. Uh, she mentions like giving them candy all the time, and they just love her, right? And, yeah. And you know, uh, speaking of troubling people, like I was reminded of a Bill Cosby quote. It's like, oh, kids, no. this is an old person trying to get into heaven now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to die soon, and she wants to make good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Margaret asked Dana to read to her from the Bible. And she slots herself back into her role of, like, commanding people to do the work they had already been doing. Yeah. And even forces Dana to learn how to sew. Um, and around this time, Dana starts to notice that the slaves don't seem to like her very much. Like, even yep. Alice is saying, like, one day in the field and you're, like, falling all over yourself to go help Margaret instead. Basically. Um, she's basically. like, bitch, please. Walks out. <laughs> Like, if you could, you would, too. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Plus, the workers in the cookhouse are very careful of what they say when she's there, like, in case she's a snitch. And, like, mm-hmm. callbacks to when uh, everybody basically was warning Dana, like, please watch what you say. Like, yeah. You never know who's listening. Yeah. 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 Um, but all of this drives her in the woods for, like, a, a health walk. Yeah. Uh, where she sees a chain of slaves being driven to the Wayland place. 
And in fact, there are three people being sold there, including Tess, who I don't remember who that is. Like, I know they were, she was name-checked, but I don't remember her role on the... So yeah, Tess, either, Tess they was... They about it. Tess was uh, Tom Whalen's uh, bed partner, shall mm-hmm. we say. Gotcha. Um, and then after he didn't want her anymore, uh, she ended up outside doing the laundry and uh-huh. ended up being the the overseer's bed partner. Oh, yeah. lovely. And then, and then I guess the overseer didn't want her anymore. Or uh, no, they they said. They they maybe kind of alluded, or maybe I made a connection in my head uh-huh. that um, Margaret didn't want her around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that, that reminder that uh, yeah, yeah of her husband, yeah, her husband, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so she was gotten rid of. Okay, makes sense to me, and it does seem to be the theme, like selling people that you uh, don't like seeing anymore. Yeah. Don't care to see anymore. Um, right. Yeah. So this seems to prove to Dana that, or finally prove to her, that Rufus is going to be just like old Tom. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. and he, he says that that this deal was uh, from before. Right. But I do not believe him. And it might have been set up before, but he had every chance to stop it. But he's like, I need the right. money or whatever. But he so, didn't. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Daddy had yeah. debts. Yeah, uh, and again, abusive people lie. Yeah, yeah, exactly, all the time. Yeah, so she's very distraught about this, as you might imagine, because mm-hmm. um, it's it's the, not the first, but in a series of things that are breaking her her hope, it seems like that he's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carrie finds her and takes her to her cabin, where there's like a series of gestures, and she seems to be indicating that like. If it hadn't been Rufus doing this, then uh, it would have been Margaret. Yeah, um, right. Margaret would have been running things, and she's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and everything and everyone would have been sold off instead, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she's talking about uh, how basically no one likes her there anymore, and like she doesn't seem like... Uh, she fits in and there's like I thought a very touching scene where Carrie is like indicating to her that like her blackness doesn't wash off like it doesn't change yeah right no matter what you're doing here you're still who you are so yeah and she also makes the commentary that everyone there is a slave right exactly not not just the actual enslaved people but everyone there is a slave to the 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 rules of the society. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Rufus uh, makes her an offer after that to be his secretary. Like, Kevin told me that you're a writer and I hate writing letters. So you can yeah. just do it. And she's like, I wish you realized how much I worked in my own time yeah. to not do this. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to do that. Even yeah. for her own husband. right um there are a couple of scenes where dana and alice are together working and rufus comes in drunk and like between the two of you you make one whole woman yeah i'm like yikes um and that like like the again like just 
going back to the fact that like the the two of them are having like exactly the same feelings at the same time like the same complicated mix of right like like i i don't want this but the alternative (laughs) is fucking awful right Mm -hmm. exactly and then and then also yeah like uh being hypocritical judging people that are in the same situation you are maybe maybe being a little bit angry about seeing somebody else in the same situation you're in just because right. it's a reflection of yeah your your own like inability to do anything about your own situation right right totally yeah yeah um and around this time there's also like a corn shucking party yeah. When um when Alice and Dana are included in that, uh getting blisters and drinking whiskey and, you know, mildly getting hit on. Yeah. By the people there. Uh Rufus, like the like a middle manager at the office, like pops in to get compliments for all the food he supplied, like, Oh, thanks for the pizza boss. Like Exactly. <laughs> I really appreciate it. So cool. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I like the they are like just as sarcastic about it <laughs> yeah yeah and like uh he's not there to hear all the crude jokes to make about him as soon as he's left so yeah yeah and yeah that's <laughs> like you're saying this is where dina starts thinking like all of us have a really complicated relationship with this guy like not just me yeah like, right none of us want to be here so <laughs> uh rufus asks her uh if she's interested in taking another husband with Kevin being so far away. She's like, yeah, one's enough. <laughs> and she's not really keen on the way he seems to, like, be regarding her in this, this situation. Yeah. Like, uh, so, like, what if I did want a husband, like, one of the workers? He's like, well, I'd sell that person. And she's like, yeah. oh, shit. Okay. Shit's starting to get weird. It's very mm-hmm. weird. Um, this is the scene where uh, Marty McFly's with his mom in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I probably have the order of these mixed up a little bit, but she, um, he tells her that Alice asked for him to free Joe, um, and to have Dana teach Joe to read as a Christmas present, and which she does. Dana tells Rufus that he's a quick learner, uh, and that seems to be what makes him interested in, like, talking to his kid, finally. Yeah. Oh, he's smart? Oh, okay. And starts hanging out with him more and talking to him. Yeah. Um, Alice tells her one evening that as soon as this kid is born, she's running again. It's like, Dana's like, well, what if Rufus freed them all? It's like, yeah, he lies and changes his mind all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to help. So yeah. She's like, I was like, I need laudanum to keep the kid from crying. Which, so, whoa. I That's, mean, that was the option. Fucking horrifying. I mean, yeah. They well, that. have Benadryls. So. That was like that was like um, shit. Was it was it Mash? Where um, they had that? Uh, where they had that? Uh, monologue. I saw zero zero episodes of Mash. I can't help you here. Maybe. There was there was an episode of Mash where there's a, a a monologue where the guy's talking about this lady, and mm-hmm. like they were leading her through the jungle, but like she had to take her chicken with her Uh. and like they just couldn't keep the chicken quiet right 
you know, so like they're they're like walking through the woods, like they gotta they gotta keep the chicken quiet. They have to keep the chicken quiet, but eventually they couldn't. So the guy had to like strangle the chicken. Yeah. Um, and then you find out later that it wasn't a chicken yeah. that he was talking about. Yeah. Code word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> Awesome guys. Yep, these are things that happened. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yep. But um, you know, happy news because Alice has her baby, and surprise, it's a girl. Oh my uh-huh. god! They name her Hagar. <gasps> Dana's like, "Fuck, final, perfect." Yep. <laughs> god damn. Stop okay. doing this shit. I'm halfway home. <laughs> so yes. They note that she had had Joe, Hagar, Miriam, and Aaron, and maybe one of my favorite quotes she's like someday Rufus is going to read enough of the Bible to understand this shit (laughs) (laughs) and he's going to be really pissed (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, Rufus tells Dana that he's thinking of sending Joe to school up north and Alice is completely unimpressed like yeah when you read me the free papers then I'll believe it Mm -hmm. plus I still need that laudanum which Dana does get for her a few days later (laughs) And at least convinces her to wait until summer to try to escape. Um, and in the meantime, she even gets to teach some of the, the other kids. So yeah. So uh, things one... things are temporarily looking up. Right. Temporarily. Yeah, and it's not going to continue. Sad nope. to spoil it for you guys, but it's about uh, to get real dark. Um, man. So yeah, one day I think Sam, if I'm reading my notes right. One of the guys who was at the uh, the corn party, who kind of hit on her, stops in to talk to her in the cookhouse. Like he's only he's only there to ask her if she could teach his brother and sister as well. Mm-hmm. And he's like he's like yeah if Rufus says it's okay. But uh, you know just him going in to talk to her seems to be enough for Rufus to uh, make good on his promise and sells him. Despite her pleading to not do that, so because he's a terrible human at this point. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, in fact. In fact, when she won't, like, get back in the house, he, he smacks her. And that's enough to finally break an unspoken promise between them. Yep. So she goes right back in the cookhouse and slits her wrists. Uh. So the next chapter is The Rope. And I immediately wrote, I don't like this title. <laughs> I, don't like this one yeah. I don't like this title. I don't not like it. Not at all. Not, not if any of the other chapter titles have been any indication. So Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... She wakes up in her own bed with her wrists bandaged up, and uh, she's told that she missed her arteries and really only has scratches, even if her wrists are in a lot of pain. So, um, this time she's back for like a full 15 days after having mm-hmm. been gone for three hours. Crazy. Uh, and both her and Kevin spend some time trying to reacclimate to the 1970s and each other. Like, uh,. Kevin's, like, pretty sure she's not going back. Like, it's been more than a week this time, but... Um... She brings her go-bag with her everywhere, all the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... don't know for a while. Yeah. And, like, they have... I I would imagine that, uh, she would carry that thing around for a long time, actually. Yeah. I'm saying. Until she knows she's not coming back. Yeah. Agreed. Because you just don't know. I think she basically talks about, like, I'm not going to be sure until he's dead. Like... Yeah. That... Uh, but I've seen him die that he's not bringing me back but um, yeah there's like some oblique discussions of like anything like untoward happened yeah he's like Kevin's like I would have understood 
if something did. And she's like, you would have forgiven me for being raped? Like, Yeah, basically. That's kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, thinking... Uh, if it's you... just, just, by the way, it's that kind of shit also that makes me really love Octavia Butler because yeah. that, again, is like her own voice coming out. Right. Right. And yeah. Like, just just the kind of person she is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, with complex characters, like Kevin's like trying to say the right thing here. Like it would he's yeah. trying to say it, it would have been okay. Right. Yeah, but he says it the out, wrong way. Like I would yeah. not give you as if she needed like, to be forgiven. Like she needs it if she's attacked. Right. Like Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, and she's thinking over like uh or he's asking if she was thinking of killing Rufus if she ever went back, but she's not a hundred percent sure she could even come back to the future if he had died. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, then they're having a party at the Rose Bowl, or for the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. and she's called back. Uh, and Rufus seems like really surprised to see her, and not in any immediate danger. So, like, um, what's going on here, Ruf? And they well, know, the like he doesn't seem much older at all. So, he uh, he leads her into the barn, where she sees Alice hanging from the same place that she had been whipped before. Like uh, she did this to herself. Cuts her really? down and closes her eyes, and then goes back to the cookhouse to talk to Sarah. Sarah's like, "Well, what did Rufus do this time?" Like, yeah, uh, she tells her that Alice hanged herself. Sarah's like. No, he did it. Like he drove her to do it when he sold her babies away. So. Yep. Carrie comes in with tears in her eyes and sends her to Rufus, who's in the library with a handgun. So that is apparently why she came back. Mm. Uh, she asks him, like, "How could you sell your own kids?" He's like, uh, "I didn't. Like, they're with my mom in Baltimore." So uh, when she ran away this time, I had to scare her somehow. So. Scared her a little too much there, Roof. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very heartbreaking. Uh, And I was glad I wasn't still reading in the Starbucks when I got to this point. Yeah. It was tough. Um, Yeah. So Dana demands, like, two certificates of freedom for both Joe and Hagar. She tells him to, like, raise them free. Like, that's the fucking least you can do now. Yeah. Yeah. After driving their mom to kill herself. Right. So Rufus very numbly does just that and brings the kids home the kids home where he lets Dana tell them that uh, her mom's their mom's dead so yeah really cool yep yeah Rufus wants her to go back to teaching them again like they haven't had much time to forget like you've only been gone three months this time which I don't seems weird that this time the time back home was longer and the different but I guess there's not really any rules behind it. Yeah, I mean it. It it doesn't really go linearly, right? All of time has passed already, so she just gets called back yeah. in. It makes no difference. Inflection points, so it doesn't really matter. It's still the past. Yeah, um, it's all still happened already. Yeah. Uh, or has it? Or mm-hmm. did it? Because uh, we'll we'll talk about. <laughs> I have one. I have one thing. I'm just fulfilling it. Okay. I have one thing I want to bring up though. Okay. Okay. When should I remind you about it? At At the end? At the very end, yeah. Okay. All right. Make a note. Uh, 
Okay, so yeah, she she starts to suggest the idea of freeing more of the slaves. Like, like maybe you could free all of them in your will. And he's like, Dana, I'd have to be crazy to put that in my will and then tell you about it. She's like, why though? Oh, because I would kill you then. Right. Yep. Fair point. Like, I totally would. <laughs> um, At that point in the game. Yeah. He confides in her that he used to have nightmares all the time about... Her coming back when he needed help and then just choosing to not help her. Or mm-hmm. help him. Yeah. It's like, now that Alice is gone, they've come back. So. What's good reason? Yeah. And she's like, Rufus, you just keep doing shit that keeps me from trusting you. Like, selling someone yeah. away from his family because he talked to me. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, yeah, he wanted you. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, right. And she realizes uh, a thing. And he, yeah. notices how there's no Alice now to take pressure off for him. Mm-hmm. So she's like, uh-huh. I gotta go. Yeah. yeah. I need to go. Um, and he's, he's like, listen, uh, my children could be your children. I'm like, I wouldn't hurt you or anything. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you wouldn't. Not until you got mildly frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> flew off the handle. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, she tells him, like, I have someone waiting for me at home. He's like, man, that Kevin, I wish I'd shot him before. And she's like, yeah, if you had, you'd be dead already. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, saying to her, like, you say that as if that means something to me. Like, again, lots of darkness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she threatens to leave him, like the one weapon she notes that Alice never had. And so he lets her go, but she knows it's only so long before he talks himself into it anyway, so... She goes up to the attic pallet and uh, gets out the pocket knife she brought this time and opens it. Yep. Rufus comes in and is like, I'm really sorry, Dana. And she's wondering, like, for what you almost did or what you're about to do. Right. Yeah. Um, He talks to her about the first time he had, in his words, forced Alice. Gross. Yeah. And how he half expected her to, like, club him in the head with a candlestick when he fell asleep. Which would have been fair. Totally fair. Yep. And uh, then a hand, a hand closes on hers that she knows would be gentle and soft until she resisted. So, mm-hmm. yep. For a minute, she even kind of thinks that she could probably even endure this. But uh, with Rufus, who he is, being erratic, generous, and vicious, like, I could accept him as a friend, but not as a master, and certainly not as a lover. So she yep. stabs him in the side. Yep. And then in the back. And then she vomits on them both. Notices <laughs> Nigel standing in the it's doorway. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then something impossibly hard is squeezing her arm, and we're back where we started with her arm stuck in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Where it fuses with the plaster. Yeah. And all that. Just um, in the wall. God damn! I I just I want to I want to go to the description though. Yeah. Okay. Of her like pulling her arm out of the wall. Hmm. I want to. I I just want to read the one sentence. Yeah, she says, "I pulled my arm toward me, pulled hard, and suddenly there was an avalanche of pain, red, impossible agony, mm-hmm. and I screamed and screamed." Yeah, mm-hmm. like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that that phrasing, uh, "red, impossible agony," mm-hmm. I feel like was just so descriptive. Yeah. Of, you know, what it would be like if your arm was like part of the wall and you yeah. tried to pull it out, right? 
Yeah. The kind, like you were saying, the kind of Lovecraftian type of pain that you can't even imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she, su- she suffers in this book is what we're saying. A lot. Yep. Right. More ways than we can even comprehend. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the epilogue, right? Mm-hmm. So, Dana and Kevin fly to Baltimore, and they do some research, but they don't really find Rufus's house, nor a yeah. grave. Right. Yeah. But they do it's just find, a field now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the woods, basically. Uh, they find an article about Rufus dying when his house burned down. Um, he was only 25. And they find a listing of the sale of slaves from his place that included everyone except for Nigel, Carrie, and Joe and Hagar. Right. She assumes that Margaret took the kids in, either as servants or since they were her grandkids. And that Nigel did a really good job in covering her tracks, burning down the place. Yeah. Yep. And the, the final quote they sign off of is like, we told anyone about this, they would think we weren't sane. Like, but we are. And now that the boy is dead, we have a chance of staying that way. This is uh, mm-hmm. how Dracula ended, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, almost exactly the same. Everyone will think we're insane. But we have these uh, diaries. These, and yes, wax these diaries. Right? <laughs> so, oh my god. Dictaphone recordings. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so so the, the thing that I wanted to come back to, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about talking about uh the the time travel aspect of this yeah um they they died earlier than they would have without her intervention is what i got from this yeah alice and rufus uh oh yeah because because they were supposed to have two more kids right Mm -hmm. oh yeah it was it was it was mentioned that miriam and uh and another one because she had the family Bible that had the right. family tree that had the names. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up real quick. It's in the fire where she talks about the Bible, right? Yeah. Dude. Bible, blah, blah, blah. Grandma Hagar, born in 1831. Given her parents' names as Rufus Whalen and Alice Green something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Pro- it's probably right here and I'm Neither. missing it, but... Anyway, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, no, that I was. Need a, uh, I need a um, uh, dragon tattoo style tree. That's yeah. what I needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she certainly um, precipitated uh, Alice trying to escape again, which led to yeah. her killing herself. And yeah. because of that, like accelerated Rufus dying, so... Yeah. Uh, let's see. Time out for research. Yeah. Yeah. Other Chris is scanning the microfiche right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at this thing. Uh, it was it was mentioned where they where they mentioned the uh, the religious theme of the names of the children. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. She she mentioned that they're named Aaron, Miriam, Joseph, and Hagar. Yeah. Okay. Since they were all slaves that were eventually freed. 
yeah, but... which which we did bring up. But but by the end of the section where they're both dead, Alice and Rufus, mm-hmm. uh, only Joseph and Hagar had been born. Well, no, they had. Well, she had the two that two, had died. Yeah, weren't those ones that had died in like shortly after childbirth? Yeah, but I Is guess that... they didn't initially. I don't think they ever specifically said, but she said Alice had had two kids. Or she three had kids. two, and they didn't name them, and then she named them later. Okay. Uh, that could be. Okay. That could be. Thank you, sir. I have, I have uh, <laughs> figured this out. We got there. We did it, guys. Yes. Yes. We did it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, any final thoughts about this book? Uh, Except God that, damn. once again, like, you should just read this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, like, everybody should read it. Everybody. Everybody. And read more Octavia Butler as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely yeah. needs to permeate our society more than she does. Yeah. 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 She, I, she has a voice. Yeah. yeah. I started reading uh, Parable of the Sower after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about a quarter of the way through now, but... Um, that one is... I've only it's, read the graphic novel. And that was that was tough. It's yeah. interesting, so. but it's very yeah. different voice than this one. Like it is that one is written like in a diary type thing, but it yeah. takes place next year, which I like. Yep. Yeah. And it's once again proving how like prescient she was about how people. Oh my are. god! Like, well, yeah, yeah, stuff she'd seen throughout the whole eighties. Yeah. Yeah. It. Like it's like okay, this you is think, actually coming true. <laughs> yeah, it, like. So many, so many cases in sci-fi like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it. You read that and you think about like when she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, uh, all of this, all of this is still relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's why there's been like upticks in people reading it and like, well, yeah, you should. Yeah. It's, all, so, it's yeah. kind of prophetic like, in that way, that regards, but it also still does what it should and lays out. It's like, yeah, shit can get really bad and collapse, but you gotta have yeah. some hope and get through, yeah. and change things so you can survive, yeah, right, and thrive, not just survive, but eventually yeah. thrive again. So, and like the central theme, like people that do what they have to do to survive, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So but eventually, you gotta have more than just that. Yeah, eventually, you gotta stab the guy in the side. That's right. Yep. And then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. It's finally gone too far. Uh, (laughs) Jeez, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, To its credit, like, very dark and difficult to read, but, like, I will read this again. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have any desire to see, like, Requiem for a Dream ever again in my whole life. (laughs) Yeah. Or Schindler's List. But this one I'll read again. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just so good. So, Mm -hmm. it is. Uh, I'm. Wondering how the show could possibly live up to it, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll find <laughs> out. We're gonna have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have not heard much of anything about it at all, so I, don't I know. know. I feel like yeah. you might be the first people to watch it. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's what I feel like too. Still, still pretty sad about it that I like barely heard anything about it. Yeah, yeah I like, saw like one YouTube ad before yeah. it came out, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a big fanfare a little like a couple years ago about them finally adapting, yeah, something important of her work into well, a popular culture thing. Yeah, that was like the one thing I saw. Looking back at it, 
to see if it had been renewed yet is people talking about, I hope it does good because I want more of her stuff to be adapted. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. So, she has so many good stories that even I, if this doesn't hit home for everybody, like, I there's so much that. that could. Yeah. So, so she should keep making stuff out of her works. So now we got to watch this audience. show. We do. But What's it on again? Is it on Hulu or Hulu. something? Hulu. Hulu. Which Hulu. I think still has free options if you don't have an account, but you oh, have to watch Hulu, commercials. So. so I have it. I've had it for um, years. And I'm going to ask if you guys have anything else that's good. I uh, started playing Elden Ring again. You restarted it? Yeah. Nice. Mike uh, Mike came over and showed me where to find like a big beating club. Oh, yeah. 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 For Bonk. Yeah. So I just... Uh, yeah. Just have been nice. running around bashing people. That's a legitimate way to play it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm doing. Nice. But nice. I I still like doing the sneak up backstabby thing, even though I'm using a club. <laughs> well, you so. do get more damage that way, so it's, it's still good. Yeah. Have you gone through any of the bosses yet, or just kind of wandering? No, I'm just messing around. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, there's just, plenty of messing to do. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. <laughs> Yeah, like the side note uh, on the the PlayStation app, they uh-huh. have something called PlayStation Stars or whatever is like a a way you can earn points that you can get rewards and stuff for doing shit like challenges. Yeah, and so they had one recently that's like play Demon Souls. Like I have that game. Yeah, I haven't played it in a while, but I'll go play it. So it had to reinstall and had to download. It had to update my guy. Yeah. It took like half of an hour while I was playing something else. Yeah. Loaded up my save. I'm like, oh, I remember where I was. I was going to go fight this guy after I go through the swamp. Mm-hmm. Walked around a corner, and the first enemy killed me, and I uninstalled the game. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Yeah. <laughs> I got my points. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be good for, but I have my points on fucking PlayStation Stars. There you go. That's all that matters. All that matters. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing Last of Us, trying to keep ahead of the show because we, I convinced Danielle to watch that. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, like this is me catching up like six years after it came out. Like, by the way, guys, this one like critically acclaimed and like well loved game is really good. (laughs) But that also has the kind of mechanic where you can sneak up and murder people that way. Yeah, which is easier but just like any stealth game like I try that for a couple of guys and then someone I didn't see sees me and I'm like alright well get the yeah, gun yeah screw it whatever get the gun. Just, yeah. <laughs> guys got like six guns on them they want you to use them yeah like I <laughs> you know it it that's how it ends up when I play like Metal Gear right yeah exactly it's like, like yeah I'm sneaking around I'm like trying to play the game as you know as it was intended I guess right like trying to take out guys one at a time and then eventually it just turns into like Grand Theft Auto. Right. Yeah. Where it's like the entire <laughs> military base is looking for you and you're like, whatever, like plink, plink, plink. <laughs> like just taking out every single dude they throw at you. Yeah. And smoking you know, a cigarette while you do. Yeah. Because it looks cool. Maybe like tossing some grenades, just like the entire base is exploding. Right. Like I thought this was supposed to be a stealth mission. <laughs> it was what, whatever Maybe. it's fine 
I gotta run around and get everyone's dog tags, though. Hang on. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yes, Danielle is uh, guessing all of the, t- the twists before yeah. they happen, though. So I'm like, she's like, oh, she's immune or something. I'm like, I don't know. Yes, we're gonna find <laughs> out. Is this character in the show much longer? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta wait and see. Well, but. Mike, Mike made the comment that the uh, the creator got what they always wanted, and they're making a TV show. Yeah, that like basically the video game isn't much of a video game. That it's yeah, like very it's it, yeah. There's a lot of like. It's weird how all these buildings are so interconnected in a path that you go through. Yeah. But it's basically like, uh, we can't just throw you right into the next cutscene, so you gotta go murder some guys. Exactly. Yep. You shoot some things, and then you see some stuff, and then you shoot some things. <laughs> then there's a sniper. Yeah. Then characters kill themselves because of heartbreak and stuff, but you know. Ooh. Whatever. The usual <laughs> things. The usual. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... I know Chris isn't back yet, but I'll tell me my thing that's good okay. for him. Yeah. So, uh, so first of all, you know, uh, Patrick H. Willems, that guy you introduced me to yes. on YouTube, had a video, I guess, last week about, like, basically an intro to movie analysis that he put out, like, how yeah. to analyze and, like, interpret movies that's was like originally intended for his like nebula account i guess for more of a lecture than a video essay yeah just talking through all the different ways you can analyze movies like you know lens choice and color grading and soundtracks and uh sound effects and all sorts of shit yeah basically his point being that like everything that happens in a movie is a conscious choice exactly on one level or another so you can always just ask why they did that yeah but the thing that puts it over the top for me, because it's all good info, but he uses as the example for everything Home Alone. Uh-huh. And how that's actually a pretty well-made movie. Like, well, yeah. To choices of, like, you know, the um, color palettes for the house and, like, Kevin's mom, like, the yeah. representative. Yeah. And when they're in Paris, it's, like, super cold and blues and grays and uncolorful. Yeah. And, uh... Like, John Candy's character also has the warm colors on his outfit because he's, like, going to return her home. And, like, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess that is a fair point. And, like, talking through, like, the choice that, you know, noted musician guy John Williams makes in the soundtrack about, like, calling back to Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. Another story about a kid who has to fend for themselves. Like, yeah. This is really good and totally worth your time, but I just loved how he kept coming back. He's like, and this reminds me of Home Alone. Like, <laughs> so, it's great. You should watch it. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up is a show that the algorithm delivered to me. Uh-huh. Like, something I guess I saw on TikTok clips of this show called Um Actually. Yeah. Which is, I, I gather, a show that used to be on college humor and then was on dropout which i guess is like their netflix i don't know but yeah it's a trivia show kind of like jeopardy and the whole point is that the guy will make a statement about something from pop culture yeah that you have to be like um actually that's not right it's this other thing and that's how you get points yeah so it's it's 
it's really cool. Uh, and of course, it's like college humor people, so it's funny. But um, yeah, the kind of thing I'm thinking of is they're like talking about. Uh, there was an episode about Saturday morning cartoons, and they were talking mm-hmm. about Teddy Ruxpin, like going through like Teddy Ruxpin and his like weird caterpillar friend Grubby and whatever. <laughs> He's like a bear on this planet, and they they do story time or whatever. And the thing that was wrong is that Teddy Ruxpin's not a bear. He's actually an alien called this other thing. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing you have to ring in and be like, uh, yeah, that never happened. So, oh, my God. So the thing that I think puts it over the top for me, though, is like there doesn't seem to be any qualification for the people to be on the show. Like, you don't have to necessarily know about this shit. Yeah. And so more times than not, Most he's of like, the answers are just ridiculous. Yeah, like, well... Most of the times he's like, I mean, you got the part of the sentence that's wrong, even if you don't have the right answer, so I guess you get the point. Or like, <laughs> yeah. half of the time they're like, uh, no one gets this point, we're just moving on. Like, <laughs> nobody knew what random shit I was talking about. But um, yeah. in particular, I'd recommend to watch the um, horror movie episodes. Okay. Because they are like the uh, most... Uh, most uh, team focus like even though they're competing like they're all really trying to support each other and really happy yeah. when anyone gets something right yeah and, like those in particular that were really good so okay skip over the pokemon one though because though they don't know anything about pokemon yeah <laughs> so so yeah um See, I, I feel like called. i feel like there's a lot of opportunity if they don't know anything about it yeah 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 so i've been watching a lot of those the last couple of weeks but, yeah I guess you can go on Dropout and get new episodes, but they're also on YouTube, so there's like years worth of content there, so. Nice. You don't have to pay them any money, you can just watch it for free. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, worth a watch. Uh, Chris, welcome back. Thank you. Did you yeah. have anything else that was good? Um, I mean, I'm still doing my, as you guys hear about when I get stuff my ancestors journey here yeah yeah so trying to work that out um i've got most of the documents that were fairly easy to get I'm waiting mm-hmm. on my great-grandfather's death certificate but then i've hit the uh like i told you guys the time roadblocks yeah yeah so i emailed the archdiocese of omaha haven't heard from back from them yet though yeah see if they can help me find like his baptismal record because i don't think he has a birth certificate and even if he did the brass was like yeah we don't have any of that shit from before 1904 <laughs> so and i'm like yeah. well he was born in 1891 so there we go yeah. yeah but i mean i guess it's coming along as easily as this stuff can i didn't really think about like trying to get records for people from the 19th yeah. century is right harder than i feel it should be because i guess in <laughs> luxembourg they have these yeah, I don't know how they have them, and we don't. But like most of well, the states, there's fewer I've learned... people to keep track of. Yeah, and I've also in like Europe, like we just didn't they, here. They we were just, just didn't keep those records until the early 20th century. Yeah, they were them. just they were just a place longer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you didn't need them, and like, and even there, we have to go back. Like Luxembourg has a thing. I've seen a picture, a screenshot. Someone said it was. Called like Luxnet or something like they digitized all their records, but because it's small, you can do that. Yeah, like because all these actual records are in like, we're in like old church shit and things like that. But yeah, right. It's I mean, just they, harder here. They they did that in Iceland, right? Yeah, where they essentially did like a a big family tree of the entire country. Oh, yeah, geez. 
Which Cause you can well, do because it's Iceland. Yeah, because, well, like, uh, because it's such a small population, they actually have to worry about inbreeding. Right. Yeah. And so they, they the have Amish like do a, that too. They have someone that's kept all their records for the same reasons. Are they yeah. the ones that have the app that you can check? Like, if yeah. you're going to start dating? I think so. Yeah, in yeah. Iceland, they, I'm pretty sure they have an app, yeah. Like, oh, good. Which We're if only I third cousins. Yeah. Can We're get all, all this right. done, it's... then I can go live in Iceland. Because even though they're not in EU cities, EU proper, they are part of the European economic Ooh. area. So you can get have the same you could mobility rights. All new genes to that pool. I could, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I've been working on that a lot. You'd have to nice. you'd have to learn Icelandic though. And I would. Very, that's the problem. Very difficult. Yeah. I mean, they all speak English, but. <laughs> a lot of people speak English in Luxembourg too, but I've been learning like it's really hard to get a job there if yeah. I'm not in finance if I don't speak French. Yeah. yeah. Like fluently and I'm like, "Oh, French." Love like I don't want to do French. Uh, French French isn't that bad. It's just you never interested me. I know, but it's <laughs> never been a language I've been interested in, so it's going to be a slog to try to learn it. Yeah, well, I don't have get, to be like get it depends on what I want to do. But that's the thing I'm like I don't know what I want to do. It'd be considerably, conceivably it'd be a few years down the road. Yeah. And yeah. like the easiest thing I could think of is to keep doing teaching. Yeah. Cause I found a couple schools there. They're to international schools. So one's like, Oh, we want teachers with five years experience. And the other one's like, Oh, we'll take teachers with two. Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm going to live there, live there. Like that would be the way, way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I want to, it's kind of selfish, but like, so I'll get a social security number, but because I don't live there, it's not considered active for healthcare because I've never paid into their system because uh, I haven't worked there. So I have to work there to do that. But I'm like, but it, again, unless I'm in finance, it's hard to get a job there if you don't speak yeah. at least also French. Yeah. They're not so concerned about Luxembourgish, which is the one I'd want to put my in- efforts into. Luxembourgian? Luxembourgish. <laughs> it's... Luxembourgese. <laughs> so it's like it's one of the Moselle dialects. Yeah. Of well, I can't really say they don't really say it's German anymore, but it came German. out of that Germanic. So tradition. it's closely it's close to the what they speak like right next door in that part of Germany and stuff too. Yeah. But comes out of Moselle Franconian grouping. So there's similarities and then and then differences. I'm like that's the one I want to put my interest my, my interest yeah. into. But nope, I have to do French if I want to have any kind of job that's not finance. Like even getting a job at like their equivalent of the grocery store, I'd have to know French. Well, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, but you guys aren't French. They're like, yeah, we know. But come say hi. It's what we I'm use. I'm not dressed. I'm not dressed. Hello. Hi. Hello. He's gotta go. <laughs> okay. Kids are Mom says I gotta go. The kids are Aww. But not to cut so you short. But. That's what I've been focusing on is getting that done, trying to get those harder documents as many of them as I can, and then I just gotta wait for my birth certificate to come from California, and I can ship it all off. Seems like that'd be the easiest part. It's not. <laughs> it's the one that's the longest. Like uh-huh. I, they just processed my order last week. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we just processed your order from like a week and a half ago. So yeah, we're not gonna get that in the mail until March thirtieth. Oh, jeez. I'm like, right. all right. And like, they're like, some states are like that, but they're like, or if you pay us $20, we'll bump you to the head of the line. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I do. But California doesn't have that option. 
Yeah. Right. So they're like, yeah, it's going to be a while. I'm like, them and their democracy. Yeah. I'm like, I paid you money for this. (laughs) Yet you Uh can't go any faster. Okay. Nope. That's not what they do. This is a run out the clock situation, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So that gives me time. I have to uh, get in touch with South Dakota. I do have a letter for them, hopefully, that I can use too, but I'm like, where do I send that? And. That's yeah. trying to be like, hey, can you give me as official a looking death record for my great great grandfather as possible? Yeah. It's like I understand your rules <laughs> say I can't have one for some reason, even though I can show you that we're related. Mm-hmm. But they're like, nope, grandchild. I'm like, well, I'm like or, but it might be like like some Minnesota's form for that, like says just grandchild, mm-hmm. but they mean also great grandchild. Because mm. I even right. called to verify. I'm like, it tells me on your website from your Department of Health. That I can order this form for this guy, but on the yeah. form itself, that's not an option, which is why I couldn't order it through Vital yeah. Check. They're like, just um, check it. You're fine. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. for all I know, South Dakota will be like that too. They'll be like, just check it. We don't, we don't give a shit. You're not trying to use this for like legal or nefarious purposes for anything. So go right. ahead. Yeah, we'll just pretend that somebody born in 1983 is only the grandchild of somebody born in 1848. <laughs> so <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Fun, but that's well, that's what I'm doing for the most part. On that, yes. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. All right. Well, mom says I gotta go, so I gotta okay. go. I gotta go home. All right. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go play with the other kids. Okay, that was our session for today. Homework for next time is to watch all of the TV show Kindred, which at the time of this recording is still available on Hulu. But if you haven't watched it yet, with the way things are going, you better fucking go right now. Again, this episode is going a bit longer than we intended, so a summary version of On Second Thoughts. I wish we had gotten a bit more into discussing what Octavia Butler was trying to say with having Dana be called out of her normal, established life, being pulled out of time and space, and having to make sure some random plantation owner didn't accidentally kill himself. About how escaping from that situation left her literally hobbled and handicapped and with severe PTSD. I don't know, maybe all that was implied, but if you're looking for potential paper topics, I feel like that'd be a good one to explore. Today's episode spent five years on its own trapped in the past with Chris Chris Ham, Chris other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. great like Les Miserables my god be so good you wouldn't even pronounce the bull <laughs> <laughs> that has always bothered me so much yeah